Good morning, freak nasties. Take some clothes off. Drink some coffee. Get that ass naked. And tune in to We Are Live. You got five shows left, and that's how you start off the week. Oh, what are you going to do? Caca! <laughs> that's what you do. Oh, dear. Chris Demon, Travis Strelitz, We Are Live, live from Midcoast Studio in Grand Center, St. Louis. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make it happen. Uh, big week ahead of us. Lots to talk about today. Had the Oscars, the XFL kicked off. A little football uh, pun for you. Get kick off. I see what you did. Uh, lots to get to, but let's say hello to... Uh, if you haven't tuned in and seen it yet, this is a very surprising camera view. Uh, Aunt Chris has uh, decided she's taken over her own life. Okay. Maybe some scripture. Yeah. Getting posted to Facebook. And it's time for a change! Oh, what does she got for us? The short-haired Aunt Chris. Good uh, morning. New year, new me. I there see you, baby is. girl. Looking, Thank you. Yeah. Looking like an angry mom walking into his target on a Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. I will fuck you up. Oh, I can right. tell. I got soccer to get to. Yeah. And if you don't hustle up, I'm calling your manager. My resolution now is for at least once per week the rest of the year to ask for someone's manager. You should. Ran into a friend of ours while at Target uh, the other day, and he wore a red hoodie in. And I just looked at him, and I was like, what are you doing, man? What are you thinking? He wore a what? Red hoodie into uh -huh. Target. Is that bad? Yeah, right. you'll get stopped every other aisle and people get mad at you. Why? Because you don't work there and you'll be like, oh, hey, where oh, are the okay. light bulbs? And you're like, I'm buying I I wouldn't think Why a would I? hoodie would get me questions. Well, Generally, like it shouldn't, but there no, are people anything are stupid. It's anything just red. red. People red. say anything red. That's happened to me before. I was wearing a blue polo at Best no. Buy. Mm, that'll do it. And well, <coughs> I, don't I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Did the person look at you like they were mad? No, they were just... I had somebody get mad at me once. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, are we serious right now? That you didn't work there? Right. I was like, oh, I don't work here. And they're like, well, you're, you got the, the shirt... Like, Maybe he was, sorry. yeah, you know what? He was probably embarrassed that he was too stupid to yeah, pay attention. Yeah, so instead of being, instead like, of being like, oh, my, my bad, bad it was, he was just why like, why would you do that? Right, exactly. That's exactly what so it was. To cover fault, up his not idiot. Mine. Exactly. He was just trying to cover up his. You know, I would have just would have taken the fucking shirt off there, yeah. right in front of him. The great uh, <laughs> Jovan Bibbs has uh, a joke about black people being too prideful uh, on that. And basically, uh, it's not giving anything away. Driving away with <laughs> part of a gas pump stuck in your <laughs> in your vehicle and looking at somebody else going is that yours <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we yeah we get caught doing something and it's the most uncool thing in the world we go play it off like it's somebody else shit it's somebody else hey man pump. that's your gas tank in my, in right. my tank right now yeah. you want to get that for your boy yeah. i'd be like I'm on a scooter. All right, yeah. Sir, I'm on a I'm waiting at the bus stop. How is this mine? I'm not even behind the wheel of a car. How would that be mine, sir? Uh, yeah, it's your it's yours, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is yours. What the hell did I do? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey. Good morning. Put it up, baby. Walnut. All right, put it up, Chris. Last time together as a family on a Monday. Uh, do it. Yeah, La uh, Familia. Yeah, Welcome it. to Brazil. It's Brazil. Brazil. What's the most populous country in Brazil? It is Rio de Janeiro. Populous city. Okay. Oh. I was like, that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Oh, uh, does it? I was like, probably Brazil. <sighs> What's your guess? My guess is. You said Brazil Rio de city. He well, said Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro is my first guess. I think it's Sao Paulo. Okay. 
Can you <laughs> confirm that? <laughs> I believe Sao Paulo is the seventh most populous city in the southern hemisphere. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that works. My but the capital of Brazil is? Brazil City. You're close. Brasilia. Mm. Way to go, Travis. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Watch Reading Rainbow. Can I do an early shout-out real quick? Yeah, we, yeah why not? shout-out. I need a shout-out to my mom. Aww. Um, it is her birthday weekend. Happy well, birthday weekend, Mom! She's got, uh, Wednesday's her birthday. All right, what's she turning, 29, 30? Well, we'll shout her out then. That. Moving on. Uh, no, I need to shout her out for going through an old photo album. Okay. Because there is a picture that is significant to what I am trying to do with my life right now. Okay, what do you have? There is a man who inspired a youth oh, and has wow. inspired a 40-year-old boy. As well. A doorman in Chicago. Right. This is him. Oh, wow. We were able to track down the picture. This is the gentleman I met in Chicago that made me want to become a doorman as a youth. How old were you? I was like seven, six or seven. Was it the uniform that did it? Yeah. His personality? Yeah, personality and uniform. So I wanted to shout out. I actually have a picture of the guy. That I've been talking about. That's pretty amazing. And uh, my mom went through the photo album and uh, sent me the picture last night. And I thank her. And I just wanted to show you guys the guy that inspired me. Now, if you could wear that outfit five days a week for a mm-hmm. living, I can absolutely understand why that would be attractive to a seven-year-old. Yeah, seven year, yeah I was going to say, the, it explains a lot considering he looks like either an, uh, an extra in a Wes Anderson or a Pixar film. Yeah. Either one. Maybe that's why I've gravitated towards the no, Wes Anderson movies. That explains and being a lot. white. Um, the guy there, also, shout out to your mom, who I assume took that photo. Um, that's Listen, guys, this wasn't the fancy iPhone, hang on, whoop, we'll do another. Okay, wait, we've got eight of them we'll pick mm-hmm. one this was you get one click yeah doesn't matter if it's blurry doesn't matter if anything else happens and travis if you see if you look closely his mom obviously shouted out surfer pose and he just mm-hmm. nailed it mm-hmm. I, I i get more magician magician nah joe well, looks like tommy shooting a basketball okay remember tommy's form yes that's what i'm now reminded of now that's going to live with me unfortunately but I wanted to give props to my mother for finding that photo for me. I'll tweet yeah, it out. Big a props. Later too. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Now, will you attempt if you do land one of the coveted doorman positions? Uh-huh. Will you attempt to recreate his? That will you suggest to your employer? Hey, not telling you how to do your job, mm-hmm. but if we want a lasting imprint, yeah. maybe let's look into this. Yeah, yeah um, and maybe I'll even ask them. Hey, do you mind if I make my own uniform? Etch in the. St. Louis flag on the lapel. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be great. I think that maybe should be your pitch when you go into these job interviews. Go, you don't even have to worry about the uniform, baby. I got you. Mm -hmm. Just tell them that. They'd be like, oh, I like the ambition. I like the initiative. And show them that picture. That's what you should lead with in your interview. This was the moment where I realized this is where I had to be at some point in my life. And here I am today, and you have the opportunity to grant a young boy his dream. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to be that employer to do that? When was the last time as you as an employer have been able to grant a dream? You have a choice. You can grant a dream or crush a dream. Or crush it. It's up to you. How often are you ever in this position? And then they would simply just go, Yeah, 
start that with like you. Maui. Like rank your, like Rask, we all know. Rascal Flatts. <laughs> <laughs> comes into the lobby. Is it time, Chris? Okay, here we go. It's my How'd you get Rascal Flatts? Oh, they're breaking up. They're breaking they up. They, they about their last yeah. tour. They got time. I've been trying to search for this movie uh, <sighs> called Doorman. Uh, it's from 1986. It's got Bradley Whitford in it. So I, at first I saw it and was like, oh, let me watch this movie and do some research. But apparently... Uh, <laughs> The, the whole thing is like there's a serial killer going around killing doormen in New York or something like that. It is? It, and I've I've looked for it on streaming services can't and, also, find and it? I can't find no, it. That's very rare. Now that's, that's why I'm like, this is weird. And now I'm a little bit more intrigued because every streaming service is everything. And maybe I'm looking wrong. You sure you checked out Amazon? Well, yeah, you're looking yeah. for a movie about a doorman from 1986. No, Amazon I, has to have I it. I have Amazon Prime. And, and I, nothing. I searched it on, and no. I searched wow. it on Netflix. I don't I'm have shocked. Hulu. Um, but I, maybe I'm looking wrong, but Did you put it in the Google box. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything. You ain't find nothing in the Google box. So maybe someone could okay. help me find that. Cause I would like to watch it, um, as part of my research. I've been reading a few articles and such too. Okay. But I was going to say that's the few and far between. There are a few things that don't have credit or are available in some sort. I know. That's why I'm, I'm that's why I keep asking myself, what am I doing wrong in this search? Because I would think anything is available. And I don't know, maybe I found the movie that isn't. I just find that weird. It's got Bradley Whitford in it. That's a recognizable name. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this will be easy. And it hasn't been. And okay. I'm, I just. And apparently there might be an alternate title as well. And I even searched that. Which what is, does IMDb give you? Um, I'd have to go back and look. Okay. The We're alternate, find alternate title is Dead as a Doorman. Dead as a Doorman. Mm. I like that title. Um, so I, I'd like to... Uh, you would like think it would be one this. of the free movies you could watch on YouTube. I know. Hmm. So maybe I've, I've screwed this up. Have you read way. the synopsis? Uh, yeah. Pretty intriguing? Uh, well, I just I only told you the one part where it's a serial killer going around killing doormen. So it is a serial killer going and around. And then like they figure out a pattern like how the what buildings are next. And Bradley Whitford apparently works at the building that is the next building. Nice. Okay, I'm down for this film. Mm -hmm. I like this kind of drama. Recreate it. Mm. Well, Would you be the killer or the one who saves? It depends on who the killer is in the end. Like, is it another Mm -hmm. doorman? Um, Maybe trying to open it up some jobs or something like that? I don't know. Oh, Wow, giving yourself oh, a better. I'd be the doorman. Yeah, let's talk Battlehawks. Okay, let's talk Battlehawks. That's your transition. Let's talk Battlehawks. Okay, well, I was getting him away from the serial oh, killer. I was going to say, you know, what was a killer victory? Oh no. Those St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, that's right. XFL's newest New England Patriots, the St. Louis Battlehawks, undefeated, taking out the outlaws. Of, nope. Uh, taking out the, Bob the Mask fled. Avengers. Nope. <laughs> no. The old time train robbers with red eyes. As the Battlehawks beat the Renegades. Beat the Renegades, fifteen to nine. As the Battlehawks beat Sturgill Simpson's anime character. 
What a victory for the city of St. Louis. Uh, what a moment. Uh-huh. What a moment in time we will never forget yesterday afternoon. Where were you when you first cacawed? When I first cacawed? Where were you when you first cacawed? I was at Rosie's. Okay. I watched the first half at Rosie's. All right. Then Sean picked me up. And you guys went to the unofficial but soon-to-be-official bar of the St. Louis Battle Hawk. Now, I think that... Because uh, Sean works at Missouri Bar and Grill on you Sundays. You said Maybe. <laughs> I think he did. Did oh, he? No. I think he did say, speaking of Kashan, like, oh, now it's all slipping in, huh? Don't try, sure. and, don't try and slide one Uh-oh. past these ears, pal. Yeah, I, I, I trust you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the track record is there, yeah. right? You have credibility in, in this sense. Kashan. Uh, I like that. Katrav, uh, pass me that cold one. Um, <laughs> it actually reminds me of a skit I wanted for them to do, the Battle Hawks to do, real quick. Um, remember in Super Troopers when they did the meow scene? The, the, yes. The, okay. So we all know that. Right. I need like in-game host or someone who does video stuff to go out do a man on the street for the Battle Hawks and ask random people about the Battle Hawks, but each question they fit a caca in when they're asking the question. Uh. So it's like, how about this cook? This uh, collection of talent that the team's put together. And so you just slip it in real quick and see if anyone notices. And then you kind of do I it. I like it. So that was an idea. Uh, but Sean works at Missouri Bar and Grill. And he picked me up. And I watched uh, the second half down there and um, had dinner down there as well. How was the crowd? I saw some of your video. Yeah. Um, there the was crowd a crowd seemed to be relatively well, into it. And I think they are an official Battle Hawks bar. I was talking to one of the ladies there. Yeah, how's that work? Um, I don't know exactly. Does Brian Stoll just come up and he like takes a shot <laughs> and officially says, Your Battle Hawks bar! They, they were selling and then he moves sh- on they to declare the next it. One. They just yell it out. <laughs> they declare it. Plant the sword. <laughs> he just, Ooh, yes, like that's going to be Arthur. it. He just takes a shot of fireball and goes, I declare you! A battle hawk bar. They were selling a shot called a battle axe. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think it had some sort of blue curacao in it. I like it. I do. I do find it funny with this stuff. But this is all like, listen, this is fly by the seat of your pants. It appears it is a good start to a product, right? Mm -hmm. It looks like it's kind of real. Oliver Luck looks like he's got his head on straight. Looks like it's fun. The football was good. Uh, We're not expecting too much out of it. So my favorite part is people that are just kind of casually like, oh, hey, what do you get into it? And all of us dorks who've been doing the cacao thing for six months, if somebody like spells cacao a different way or uh, if they're like uh, calm the hawks, I, it's just fun watching all these little things develop. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to turn into maybe something actually pretty cool. Like it could translate to ticket sales. Like you may see an insane crowd at the Battle Hawks home open. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would love so? for that to happen. I think... We talked about it for about a we've had some time to really think about how fans can go about and having fun with all of this and i think so far they're doing just that they're having fun with the cacaws they're having fun with the facebook and the twitter post and i think people if you have to look at the novelty aspect of it i think obviously yeah. going into it that's fine to get people through the door but i think to your point chris having a good product goes a long way as well and i think that's what you also saw uh over the weekend you saw halfway decent football like you saw pace of game was actually 
fairly quick and the rules were nuanced and the fans seemed to be into it and it's a dead period for sports in it's America. Fun having the coaches mic'd year. up. I think the coaches mic'd up is fun. I love Pat McAfee in anything. So having him on really? the sidelines. You're a McAfee guy. I'm a McAfee guy. I like him. I'm, 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 a, you talk about a stooly stooge. I, you know, he's actually one of the few that actually still okay. No, I, I like uses sports. He 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 does the quirky thing, but he also still I think asks the kind of fun questions that real sports fans do want to hear. And I and look, I like how the NFL players also got into it via Twitter. They were liking the product as well. Reputable broadcasts like Chris Collinsworth, they were enjoying the product as well. Uh, now, mind I did, you. I did like in the very first game, I think it was D.C. and Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, the announcers, I saw a clip of the announcers, I don't even know who it was, were like, when D.C. and Seattle get together, you throw the records out. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good you know, kind of set for yeah. what is to come. Like, you set it up nice, like, enjoy this, have fun with it, right. poke fun at things like that in an inaugural game, something like that, make that kind of comment. I think that sets it up nicely. I think also, I, again, I don't know what the future business plans are for the XFL, yeah. but if it can be a development feeder league, if it can be looked as as a place where you can pick off some coaching talent. You can pick off a couple players if you can. And what I'm almost certain the NFL will do, pick off a few of the rules. I think that's going to be a that's place a where it's going to sound like a testing kitchen. It's going to be an opportunity to be like, we like, we want to consider a rule change, but we're not ready to implement it. XFL, you guys want to give this a shot? So I, I hope that's what happens. I feel I like. I think in particular what you're watching when you're seeing with the kickoffs. Yes, the kickoffs. I like the extra point rules, too. I think the extra point rule is something that's very intriguing. I think I don't know if the NFL will take the whole thing, but I would not be surprised if that ends up at the, the competition committee, if a few of these rules ended up in front of the competition committee over the next couple seasons. I would not be surprised if that took the place. But look, look. Do you think the NFL will do something like that? The NFL or will they be like, oh, I don't think. Well, no, like I said, I don't think the NFL obviously sees this competition. I think one thing that did Vince in the first go around is thinking he can go actually head to head with the NFL, especially when he didn't have actual football people running it the first time. Mm -hmm. So I think he realized his mistakes and he understands that NFL is king. It's God in this country. However, people are willing maybe to watch a little bit more football for a few more weeks if the product is halfway decent. I thought the product was halfway decent over the weekend. Like I said, the pace of game helps. We're not standing around watching three and a half hours of football. Two, two and a half hours of halfway decent football with quirky rules and decent uniforms and guys you used to know from college could go a long way. I thought the first weekend was a, a rousing success for events. He couldn't, considering where the WWE sits in the stock. I think he couldn't ask for a better rollout for the XFL. Didn't they just like axe a couple people? Too? Oh, did they ever? They're they're making major cuts over the uh, the WWE. Their their ratings for their new contract with Fox hasn't been the hottest thing on the in the world. Mm. Um, however, it's still popular. There's still a huge crowd for it, and so I think I think what Vince did with it was very smart. He didn't try to cater to the wrestling fan here. He just like look, so you're not gonna if, if you're if you're a wrestling guy. You don't, you don't worry about this. And this the is, ridiculousness can be involved, but yes. most this is what I've always found. It has to be organic. Yes. If you try to force it, 
then it's not going to work. And you saw it with Twitter. You saw it with the Twitter accounts from the teams. It felt like they, like, if it's one thing that WWE does very well is their social media outreach. Uh, they do it as, as well as any major brand, I think, in America. And so to see the teams even with the gifts and the memes and the silliness and the video. Embracing betting lines. They're embracing betting lines. Again, yeah. something that we're going to see the NFL roll out here in the next couple of years. So I thought like as far as if the idea is we're going to be an experimental kitchen for football, a development league, a feeder league for the NFL, an opportunity for a second chance for a lot of guys who were on the fence or who maybe made it through the first weekend of training camp and then got booted. I think this could be that league. And I and I I like the the energy around it. And again, at the end of the day, it's still going to matter. Is it a good product? Uh, is it something that people think is competitive? And I think St. Louis is in a very prime, fun prime position to just really run with this because of all the major cities involved. The St. Louis is the only place without an NFL team. Mm -hmm. If you are an NFL team, you're calling Marquette King yesterday, the punter. Let him let the those he's certainly like he's that. certainly I think he's he's one of those guys that is perfect for the XFL is that he's one of those guys where I yeah he'll get a try out of it he'll get another NFL try out of this there's a team that will go oh why the hell not bring him he seems like he still knows what he's doing on the field in a competitive situation he'll bring him and I would imagine that's going to happen with a lot of guys and that's good I think that's I think It'd be great for the at the end of the first year for the XFL if five to eight of their guys if one of could your, end up on an NFL in roster. Recent, obviously, it's very near and dear to our hearts. But if a, if a guy who who you passed on five times, no pun intended, uh, and then made some hay in the old Arena League, became a Hall of Famer recently, mm. well, then we can always kind of keep mm. our eyes open on products like that's this. when I first saw Kurt Warner. Play I too. did too. First time I saw Kurt Warner was in uh, NFL Europe. Actually, was the first time I saw Kurt Ryan Warner. Fire. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm talking. When I was, was in the Arena Football League. I was live at a game. Uh huh. The first time I was at a game with Kurt Warner playing was when he was with the Iowa Barnstorm. Really? Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw the that's guy. That's crazy. Um, Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch, normally covers the Blues, was at the first he game. He was. He made a detour. He had a tweet that made me laugh. Uh, it says in the Battlehawks press notes that kicker Rusolino was first-team All-Pro in 2016 in the China Arena Football League. I did not even know that was a thing. He goes, at this point, I have no choice but to take their <laughs> word for it. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, man. But you know, and, he, and, 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 and I, I, don't, I don't know... Maybe you'll see more of these stories at the time. It, it obviously makes sense to let the football speak for itself. But you want to hear some of those stories. Some of those stories are great to hear because that's how you get the casual fan involved. You want, obviously, that rooting interest. And I think here in St. Louis, that was fun to see. People in St. Louis like rooting on St. Louis things. And I think the XFL is perfect for St. Louis because we're one of those cities just like, if it's St. Louis and they're competitive, then we have to cheer for it because we have to show the world that we're better than what we've been told. And so the XFL is perfect because you can have the idiots who are like, yeah, take that, Crocky. And then you can have the, the goof nuts who just want to get drunk on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon who's like, hey, these battle hawks, they can go all the way. They can get all the way to the Randy Savage Cup. I don't know what the name of the final is. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. That would was, go that, over that, well. That, that would. But I'm, no, I thought the energy the and everything. Man Cup. I, <laughs> I I'll be know. eating Slim Jims. <laughs> I'm excited. Look, this is fun. This is. I, I just hope people have fun with it. Have fun <laughs> with it. Don't, don't get caught up in the bullshit. 
uh, have fun with it. And it seems like people are. I love they the were. crowd in D.C. The crowd in D.C. was packed. It was at a soccer stadium, but I thought that was perfect. No, they can't. were having fun at Missouri Bar and Grill. And this is, I have uh, some video of what happened after the game. Okay. And this is what they were doing after scores as well. There was a group sitting at a table, and this is what they had going on. <laughs> Love that that's uh, a makeshift uh, Bills bar. It is their official Bills bar as well. And did I see a cameo appearance by the hero himself, Sean? That was that Sean. Big? Yeah, Sean was bartending. Oh, Kashan, as I like to call him now. Kashan. Yeah. Kashan is better. But I have a question. Yeah. Is this is this your doing? Did what? you write this and hand it out? No. This seems like this would be up yeah, your alley. Yeah, because you've been trying to get this chant yeah, going. Yeah, you have been trying something. to get a chant going. I'm not looking for any. I mean, we gotta have multiple chants. We Those people just made it. that up. I guess, because they were doing it after scores, and uh, then they did it. They were trying to decide if they should do it when they got the Battlehawks got the interception that sealed the game at the right. end there. They're like, well, let's just wait till the end, because I was trying to figure out. I wanted to video them, because I saw it two other times from them. Right. I'm like, oh, I need to get this. This will be great. Um, so you have fans organically developing chance for for the games and everything like I, that. I, I really do, I, and I sincerely mean this. I really do hope people embrace it. I think it's, it can be funny for St. Louis, even for folks to like get warmed up for the MLS. Like, work on your chants. Come together as a community. <laughs> Why the hell not? And I think the fact that for the first... It means we need a training montage. <laughs> Very true. Well, look, for the think next... From, for Look, for, in, for the next month and a half, you're, you're going to be watching... Maybe Illinois and Mizzou basketball. You're going to watch some NBA potentially. But for the most part, everybody here in St. Louis is going to be watching a little bit of hockey, a little bit of spring training. Why not offer a little bit of battle hawks? You're not doing shit. Why the hell not? I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that we'll have less of the, uh, well, this reliever who's probably going to get cut and not even asked to go to the minors is in the best shape of his life. We'll talk about that for two hours after the break. I, I just, we yeah. won't see that as much. So less yeah. Cardinals coverage. I'm, I'm all for Cardinals coverage. But just in the general conversation, this gives you one more. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Birch, he got his tickets for the home opener. Great. A lot of people. I ran. Uh, I can't remember. Smarty Girl Weekend. Why the hell not? My uh, oh, my boy. cousin. It's on Sunday. It's on the Sunday of, uh, of Mardi Gras week Weekend. And I, might, I think that's perfect. I might want to call in on Monday. Everybody, it's that's it's uh, yeah. gonna be a long one. That's definitely yeah. gonna. I, I want. I'm. I'm so glad Birch is coming up. That is so cool. I love that. Hey, come on, why the hell not? It's twenty twenty five bucks. Lower bowl. Come, let's at least make a. And I think what one thing I think the XFL I, I really wants to nail is the television more than anything else. The television deal well, you can see they have with Fox so and ESPN everything is brilliant. Do, the, everything they're doing with the coaches mic'd up, the mm -hmm. interviews right away on the sideline and stuff like that. That's all for a viewer, right? And so that's what I mean. That 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 is exactly what they're doing. You're right. I, and I, if you're the NFLPA, here's some. Uh, you got your 2021 CBA coming up. Hey, you can look into some of these things. They're because you know they're going to be owners who are like I like that. Uh, like the in-game interview. I like it. I, I bet if you want the in-game interview, 
Can you imagine? Going to loosen the straps on the salary cap. Can you imagine telling Bill Belichick he's going to be moved oh, up? No, Bill will never <laughs> sign up for that. Bill will never sign up for that. But I do think. No, I just want to, I want it to get done. And just, I want what the first one to be videoed is him being told that. Look, I always find it amazing. I don't know how the NBA were able to convince coaches to do this, but they do the in-game interviews, and they're pretty funny sometimes. Popovich has a ton of fun of it. But I know I did like the fact that after one of the kickers missed the field goal this weekend, they had a microphone in his face immediately afterwards. And I think J.J. Watt commented on it. He's like, whoa, that's brutal. I love it. (laughs) And so, and like I said, I think it's, and I love that. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it for the next nine weeks. But I love that a lot of the NFL players, I even saw Jerry Macklin tweeting, a lot of NFL players were into it. They were like, all right, let's check this thing out. Now, you want to, you don't want to do what the XFL did for the first time around. You have those huge numbers the first weekend and then that major drop off. But like I said, I think the quality of competition was better than people expected. And I think the concepts were executed better than people expected. And I think the crowds were a little bit bigger than what people may have expected, even for the first week. So we'll see where it goes. I I, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool to cheer for a St. Louis pro slash semi-pro football team again. It was, and maybe the novelty will wear off in a month, but I thought, hey, that's St. Louis football team. And I don't know any of these motherfuckers, but this is cool. Uh Well, you got the blues. You got... uh... You have major radio, major sports coverage, like press coverage. Hey, Post-Dispatch, uh, 101 ESPN, the AM stations, they're all looking for content. So you're going to your, get your push. Like literally you had, uh, what, what, how, Tamu? Uh, Jordan Tiamo. Tiamo. It's Tiamu? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was with the Blues. They, they were doing selfies. Like the Blues oh, were nice. tweeting out like, hey, good luck, guys. So. That lends itself some uh, some credibility. So I think yeah, I think I think as long as people are, and it sounds like they're gonna be, they're not gonna be the AAF or whatever that folded league that lasted barely and they couldn't get players home and get checks. I don't think it's gonna be that. Vince has uh, put real money into this. Um, I like the concept that when the winning team wins, they get a hundred thousand dollars. I think that's pretty. That's I think it works out to like a two thousand dollar game bonus. Is that why the uh, Battle Hawks were celebrating the way they oh, were? Oh man, did you see this? A, well, uh, the Black Sheep just sent us a thing. Says the pounding hard team pounding. This hard was it. in the locker room after the game, and the footage of all the bars in St. Louis had people looking at tickets for the home opener. So here you go. I got it. This is after a victory. A B's gotta love this. They're shotgunning seltzer. A Cocktoberfest miracle! Cocktoberfest. Yes. I think this is fun. I, I, you know, put it this way, and I hope people look. There's a lot of look. There's a lot going on in this world right now. Uh, coronavirus. Uh, okay. Election season. There's a lot of things to be scared and Get freaked out about. Coronavirus from eating vipers. But I tell you what, have some fun with this, folks. This is this is. Hey, I love it. I, and then you have to be happy for the guys that haven't played football maybe in a year or two, My who co- thought their careers were over, who are getting a second chance. Like I said, there isn't going to be a large swath of these guys going to the NFL in camps this summer. But you would like to think a lot of those guys feel they have one more shot at the league, and this is that shot. And there are going to be a lot of guys like this year in and year out. And I also thought it was cool to see some of the 
I thought I thought we saw Joe Horn's son, Ricky Prohl's son. Caught the first touchdown in XFL history, yeah. uh, the new XFL. Um, I think that's cool. I think when you can have guys, I think the college angle, LaDamian Washington yesterday playing for the Battle Hawks, um, Marcus Lucas playing for the Battle Hawks. Like, it's great to see former Mizzou talent or Illinois talent. If they can continue to start infusing some of these cities with guys that some of the college fans are familiar with or NFL fans are familiar with, they don't have to be stars. They just be like, oh, yeah, I remember we went down to South Carolina and they, they beat us. And, uh, yeah, okay, I know who that guy is. If you can get a lot of people doing that, I think that's a good look for the league. And, again, I think if Vince is smart, and I believe he's smart enough to realize this, you can make this a feeder development league. You, you can't go up against the NFL, but you can certainly be that league that works alongside with it. And considering that the NFL brings in close to 15 to $16 billion a year, I mean, XFL be smart. Like, well, shoot, break us off a little bit of that. We'd be straight. We saw uh, the chant, the fight song that was done at Missouri Bar and Grill. What I'm proposing as well is a song to sing in unison. Oh, boy. Before a game. Okay. So it's kind of like if you've seen like uh, English Premier League soccer or even, try not to. even the English national team before a game. The fans will get together and sing in unison. Don't look back in anger by Oasis. Mm. So you find your song and you make it yours to identify with your team, which is one thing I would like the MLS team to do here is to find one for their team, uh, whatever it may be, and sing it before the game. And you can do that in XFL as well and even switch up the words a little bit, Right. as was asked of me by a Twitter account by the name of Hunchback Von Castle. Mm-hmm. Legend, um, so legend. So I, uh, I obliged. I had oh. a little time on Saturday. Of course you did. And uh, he was asking for, you're familiar with John Ashcroft, right? I am. I uh, let the eagle soar. And former Attorney General of the United States of America. You nailed it, Travis. Here you go. It's time to let the mighty Battlehawk soar once more. <laughs> let the Battlehawk soar like she's never, never. soared before. From Rocky Rocky Coast Coast. to Golden Shore. John Ashcroft was a horrible man and a terrible attorney general. But he does have a pretty nice jazz club voice. Only God knows. Let the mighty Battlehawk song. Just an idea. I like the ad libs, by the way. Just an idea. I like that. By the way, I wish I was a producer. I would remix the shit out of that. I would sample the hell out of that. Mm. But here's another thing. Like, John Ashcroft lost the election to a dead guy. He lost to Carnahan, right? I don't know. I think the year he lost I think the year he lost the election to Carnahan, who was on the ballot after the mm-hmm. plane crash. John Ashcroft was then uh made attorney general following that. Was he Bush's first attorney general? Might have been. I don't know. I think know. he was Bush's first as AG and he 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 was he he wasn't good. 
He was he was vilified for obvious reasons, but that especially. He was part of the. I guess there was a group called the Singing Senators. Mm. Um, and I don't know who all was in it. I'm gonna try and look that up. But he was. He likes those 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 hymnals or something like that. Yes, he's not. Uh, let's see. The Singing Senators were a group of U.S. Republican senators who sang as a barbershop quartet. It was John Ashcroft. He was the baritone. Larry Craig out of Idaho. He was the lead. James Jeffords out of Vermont was the tenor. Okay. And Trent Lott. Trent Lott. Wow. Out of Mississippi was the bass. So that was the Singing Senators. John David Ashcroft. He did lose to Carnahan. That's what I thought. He was the, they served as the 50th governor of Missouri. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. senator from Missouri. Yeah, what else you got? Let me see. I'm trying to find that where he lost. His son has served a state. Okay, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he was still serving his. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who are you talking to right Jay now? Jay Ashcroft? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know who you're talking to. Very, very interesting political career. <laughs> it's very, very fascinating. Jay Ashcroft is his son? Yeah. The one who's proposing that Missouri go to the caucus system? Yes. <laughs> For primaries? Yes. <laughs> like, what it, terrible time. What I, love is, what I love is that it's gotten to the point where now they say the, the quiet part loudly now. Mm-hmm. Oh, another way to confuse people when it comes to voting? Oh, bring on the caucus system, baby. Well, he did say it would save the state money. <laughs> of course, of course it would. Nine million dollars. Mm. So that's all. Caca. Caca, boys and girls. Should be a big day for our good friends at Buy Jack. I saw uh, a T-shirt preview from our good friend Brendan Schaefer. It's uh, mm-hmm. a uh, throwing Samoan for Jordan Tiamo. So it looks like we're gonna have a throwing Samoan Buy Jack shirt probably rolling out sometime today. Oh, Schaefer's implored. Uh, by Jack to do that? He isn't employing anything today. I think John's already made it. Yeah, it oh, it's, made. it's already he was, made. Yeah, yeah Brandon Schaefer was, was he already. He was texting me last night about where to get a shirt and everything. Throwing some mowing. I hope uh, sales do I well had, today for By Jack. I had my call and order one on. Uh, a friend of mine at Rosie's had the one of the call fucking call ones on. Um, another friend asked for the link because he wants to get a hoodie. Mm. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he'll get a little bump here today. I know he was out and about. During the game yesterday, trying to get some things done. So that's that's good. It's a good start. It's a good start. Take Absolutely that momentum. Uh, you can get that online at Bijack. I'll put the link in the uh, in the comments now. Uh, that was it. Was a really exciting Sunday. We had the Oscars last night. Trav, did you jump into the Oscars much? You know, I love the Oscars, baby. I, I love this time of year. Um, I am. I have ever since I was a kid. I have been very much involved with the Academy Awards. I can't tell you why, because <coughs> no one else in my immediate family is into any mm-hmm. award show. So I don't know why I'm the only one of my friends and family that continues to gravitate towards the Academy Awards. But I just love the ceremony. I love the pageantry. I love yes, the celebrities. I love. I and I love the celebration of film. I I am a f- nerd when it comes to that shit. That that that. That's always been fun to me ever since I was a child. So I absolutely loved last night, and we were able to watch history last night as Parasite was named Best Picture in the very first foreign-slash-international film to win in that category. Um, I believe it's the very first Korean film 
to win even an Academy Award. And I believe they took home four last night. Um, it was... Uh, it was it was it was really cool to watch. Now it's the first foreign film to win. It, it is the very first foreign foreign language film. Foreign language film. film. Yes. Okay. Foreign language film to win best picture. Okay. Um, I I I has I, anybody here seen it? I have. I was actually trying to not. watch it last night. The the one that I had downloaded, however, does not have subtitles. So I got to find the one with the subtitles. Yeah, uh, you're gonna need that. They're gonna need the subtitles, obviously. Uh, but uh, from what I hear, and I from my friends who who can't agree on anything when it comes to film, they have seen it and they have all said, oh yeah, it's best picture. It's no doubt. There's no doubt it's best picture. Like it was, I've seen people over the last couple of days online just simply go, oh yeah, Parasite doesn't win best picture then. And it's, and it's, it's a movie that's been promoted by a lot of people in Hollywood over the last year. As you heard the director last night, uh, he's him say um, how he appreciated people like uh, Quentin Tarantino who, when they were putting out their favorite film list, he always listed Parasite, keeping it in part of the conversation, having people go out and watch it. Uh, but it was a stunning win for uh, Bong Joon-ho, who, um, who won screenwriting. He also won directing, won the, the new category called Best International Film, which is the former foreign language film category. Mm -hmm. um, and they took home Best Picture. Oh, uh, it was a, I thought it was a really cool night. I still enjoy the hostless thing. That was, I, I thought they did a very good job in balancing that once more. It kicked off with who better than Steve Martin and Chris Rock. They, they were pretty solid. I did see a tweet uh, from James Coley. Mm -hmm. Parasite wins despite there being no host. I mm. thought that was funny. That's good. If we're going tweets, uh, there is some opposition to Parasite, actually, from a very close friend of the show. Oh, oh, boy. Harland Williams. Oh, boy. Familiar with Harland? All right. Not happy. I think giving five Oscars to the movie Parasite is a slap in the face to people worldwide who have a tapeworm moving inside them. <laughs> Not such a night of celebration for those being eaten from within. <laughs> Hashtag shame on Hollywood. Hashtag eat my innards. Oh, innards. Okay. Thanks, Harland. Innards. I don't know why. That that's a, such that's, a great that's one perspective. It is. Yeah. Uh, we had a Missouri winner, Travis. What do you think of uh, Mr. Pitt taking home Best Supporting Actor? Oh, that was that was a cool moment. I believe he brought his mom as his date. Uh, the lovely Mrs. Pitt, I believe, was in attendance with Brad. I I I like how Hollywood responds to other celebrities because it's easy for us to go, "Oh my God, Brad Pitt." But it's something about Brad Pitt, and maybe this you can kind of say some of the stories we've heard about him being a white knight are true because people in that audience were genuinely happy for Brad Pitt. And I've seen this over the award season that people are happy for Brad Pitt. So it kind of leads me to believe that this guy is who all the, you know, the the stories you hear behind the scene are like he's they say he's a very down-to-earth guy, a guy that does have you know, he shows his Missouri from times, his Missouri, if you will, from time to time. So they say he's a ambitious guy that works really hard, that's incredibly talented, that apparently treats everyone like human beings. And I think that resonates with well, a lot of people in that audience. And people were generally like, yay, Brad, last night in that audience. He's de helped develop or produce or whatever it might be a lot of films. Um, Very, a lot of progressive. With. Uh, featuring African-Americans yes. in that, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
How would black Twitter respond if his next his next thing was a was a black woman? You know, I saw last night. So one thing when he won that award, who he gets a pass who, for taking Tyson's woman back in the look. One thing I saw last night, I was like, man, that would be the dopest new Hollywood power couple that would absolutely shake the world to its core. Uh, the person who introduced the best supporting actor was the beautiful and always talented Regina King. And she was stunning last night. And I, they were walking up the stage together, and I think they just know each other. And like I said, Brad's apparently just a, a guy that people like, and they were holding hands as they were walking off the stage. And I immediately thought, oh, that would shake the fucking table. That would shake the table. Mm. You're talking about icons. Regina King is an icon in the black community. And black people love them some Brad Pitt. That would be, that would shake the table. I would be game for that. That I would be. I not into the big celebrity couples. That's kind of creepy. That unless it personally serves men. me, <laughs> right. right? But I thought that was cool. It was Chris. It was actually a big night. Um, not only for that Missourian, but there's a local St. Louisan who got some love as well. Oh, um, we saw, of course, uh, Bruce Frank's uh, short film, uh, St. Louis Superman, nominated. It did not win. That honor went to. Learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, that was the short film that ended up winning. Um, but in the sh uh, animated, the short film, animated short film. animated show short film, there actually was a uh, St. Louis tie. I actually believe it was a local company here in St. Louis that helped produce uh, Hair Love. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the local producers. Give me one second. I'm going to find the gentleman's name, but he does have a small shop here in St. Louis. And so they got some love last night. David Stewart II, he is one of the producers of Hair Love. He is also the founder of Lion Forge, a St. Louis-based media company. And he is also chairman of the Nine Networks Board of Directors. You oh. familiar with Worldwide Technologies? I am familiar with Worldwide. His father started it. Oh, very dope. Uh, so yeah, so Hair Love got some love, which is really cool. Uh, Matthew Cherry, former football player, he became the second former athlete to win an Academy Award after Kobe Bryant. He also gave love to Kobe Bryant last night. Also, during his acceptance speech, they talked about the brand new Crown Act, a bill sponsored in the Senate by one Cory Booker, uh, to prevent schools, businesses, and the like from discriminating against African Americans based on their hair. Uh, they had a gentleman, uh, I don't know if you've seen the story recently about the young man who said he, the school said he could not walk across the graduation stage because he had dreadlocks it's down in texas down right? in texas and you're like well i've been at this school for four years and that's never been a policy up until my final semester and so of course that got a lot of heat hair love was produced uh our executive produced by Dwayne wade and gabrielle union they of course caught wind of the story and they invited him to the oscars along with the producers and directors of hair love and I thought that was a really cool moment because Matthew Cherry, throughout his speech, he thanked the young man, um, and they talked about how important the Crown Act was. So I thought that was a cool moment in the ceremony. The weird part, though, Chris, yeah. I enjoyed a lot, and we're going to get to the other cool parts, but let's get to the part that had everybody going, what? Was it when Obama production company one it did not it was not it was because i've been looking for the president's twitter all day i haven't seen obama tweet yet obama tweeted did he tweet yeah the congratulations he, he congratulated the american factory i believe okay that's best what one best documentary i've been uh looking at the current president's twitter account oh okay because look obama won an entertainment award what do you think Trumpy Bear craves more than anything. Oh, it was an entertainment award. So, man. like, or at least his production company was involved in winning. So, I, I'm 
paying attention to that. That wasn't the moment. The moment was when Eminem. Oh, well, real quick, Cherry, the guy, the former NFL player that was mm-hmm. part of this, tweeted in 2016 that he wanted. Yeah. Hey, I have an Oscar-worthy idea. Any animators follow me? Hit me up. And then he retweeted it yesterday. Huh. That's I just can't let that yeah, go. Yeah, he retweeted a couple years amazing. ago. Yeah, I've been following him for a long time because um, he's yeah he's he's done a lot of really. Again, he's a former athlete. Who, who's, who's talked about making the transition after football. He played a couple of years in the league, and he just learned, he just always had a drive to do film, and he's worked along with Jordan Peele and a few others over the years. And a couple years ago, he even sent out a tweet that said, I, I am going to be nominated for an Academy Award one day. And sure enough, uh, I think almost six, seven years to the day of the tweet, uh, he had not only been nominated, but now was winning an Academy Award. Um, so those stories are really cool, but the thing that really caught everybody off guard for me last night was Eminem performing uh, Lose Yourself. That, that, you know, the Oscars have their montages, and so they were talking about how much music influences us and how we know we hear a sound of a song and we automatically know the movie. And the person they got to play live at the Academy Awards last night was none other than Eminem playing Lose Yourself to the Oscars crowd. Well, the greatest rapper of all time. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. Uh, so that was a little bit I had. That was cringy because it was the it was a rap performance at a, a at the Oscars. So that was you cringy. What did you want? Celine Dion? I didn't expect Eminem. I didn't think Eminem. For Eminem to show up at, a, at an Academy Award, that was an interesting choice, especially with some of his most recent lyrics that have been a little bit out of bounds. You just but. went. Want Hans Zimmer to conduct everything Man, he's done? Why the hell not? <clears throat> uh, so that was the only part of the show that I thought was weird. Obviously, Maya Rudolph, Kristen Wiig. I mean, duh. I think everybody in Hollywood, I think they may continue with the hostess thing, but if they do go back to the host, mm-hmm. it's very clear that everybody in Hollywood wants Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig. I saw they left Luke Perry out of the They in left memoriam. Luke Perry out of the in memoriam. I feel like every year there's one person that somebody... That somebody comes up short on. I don't know what the rules are, or who's responsible for that. I don't that, know what you have to, to do. Gig. We knew a guy I'm not trying to be funny. What, what, what Oscar for best art direction, and but, he didn't even get on whenever he passed. I'm not away. sure what the criteria is for that. I, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. Luke Perry. I don't know what feature films he's appeared in. Well, well he, doesn't his last matter. movie was the uh, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right. And yeah, they did. He was a well-known one. figure. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean, even considering that. That was his last film, and it's up for an award. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> I'm telling you straight up, we knew a guy that died that had an Oscar for Best Art Direction, and they didn't bother putting him in. So mm-hmm. it's strange. Yeah. I don't know the criteria for how those things work, but yeah. yeah I mean, those things unfortunately yeah. happen. I think all in all, um, I mean, it's going to go long. I don't, I don't think did I you watch Red it. Carpet at all? I did not. I don't usually watch the Red Carpet. Did you see I, Spike? I did see Spike. Uh, I did see Spike. I thought. Uh, I thought. I thought. I thought the ceremony was well done. I, I didn't think anything was out of bounds. You, you saw, of course, uh, Joaquin Phoenix win Best Actor for Joker. That was an easy one. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix, he was very honest. He, he even acknowledged, "Hey, um, I know I." And I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, ah, "I've been an asshole. I've I've been a, a dickhead on sets." Um, and I, I, and he said, I appreciate people giving me a second chance. 
I appreciate people not, and he kind of said the word cancel. It's like, I appreciate people not canceling me. I appreciate people allowing me to have a second act. Um, I, I can't explain why I've been an asshole, but I know I have. And look, thank you for taking me back in. He talked about, uh, you know, it's Joaquin Phoenix. He talked about civil rights. He talked about humanity. He talked about veganism. He, he talked about a little bit of everything. Brad even got a little political in his statement. He talked about, he said he only had 45 seconds to speak, which is 45 seconds more than John Bolton got from the Senate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I look, and I, I would imagine there's going to be a few Fox News segments today that will rant on whatever Joaquin and Brad were talking about. But I thought it was, you know, I thought all in all the ceremony from the speeches to Parasite with the upset of the, the last 20 years of the Oscars, um, I thought it was a really fun event. I had a lot of fun watching. I, and I, I'm I, just geeked for Parasite. I, I think that's so unusual for Hollywood to do something like that that I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I could tell. You're talking a lot today. I, I'm just, I love, I, I love, I, I don't shut up. I love, I love, <laughs> I, I love film. I love the underdogs. I love it. I absolutely do. So, uh, I really. I, I love comedy cool. at Sophie's kind of, every what kind Thursday. Of fucking drugs are you? No, no drugs. I don't think it's a. a are you kidding me? A, a foreign language film winning Best Picture okay. in the ninety-two year history of the that's Academy Awards. That's never happened. That's so cool. I was trying to show pictures over here. No, I, I don't know when I, you're gonna. I just. I'm sorry. Go from I one thing to so another. I'll get some excited. Oscar pictures. We can bust through. Oh, I only had one other one. Let's okay. see it. Okay, it was it's just a tweet that I enjoyed about the red carpet. Um with this here, when wizards from different <laughs> factions convene a council because there's great turmoil in the <laughs> land. That is the lovely Billy Porter and Janelle Monet. That's great. I like that Janelle Monet. I love Janelle Monet from the Kansas City area. Uh, and actually, uh, I, I heard a funny story. She dated a guy at Mizzou while we were there. Really? Yeah. Way to go. She, um, she performed early in the program. She did. I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. Being at, uh, well, she went first because Eminem closed it out. Oh, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it looked like, uh, just from the crowd's response, that it was enjoyed by a lot of people. Now, Janelle Monet is, is, is a beautiful woman with a beautiful voice, and she's loved by everyone in Hollywood. She's just such an amazing talent. I can't say enough about her. Mm -hmm. But I had fun. I, I enjoyed it. I, I love that stuff. I know. That's so cool. Which, you know how so difficult, like, it's just so hard. Which to, part is so cool? I, the parasite. The parasite story is, is freaking awesome to me. That is, I love that whole thing. I, lo I love the director. That guy is so hilarious. The guy's like, hey, the only English words he was speaking during his acceptance speech was, yeah, I can't wait to go drink. And that just endeared him to everyone. Yeah. Everyone was like, hell helps. yeah, this man go ready to go get drunk. Let's get drunk. I'll tell you something. Korean people. Will partay. Oh, look, they had to. And they and then here's the... <laughs> they get down. Well, it's, it's a big... I mean, you have that with Parasite last night, then Kwang Hoon Kim showing up at Cardinals camp today. Oh, Thank boy. you. I mean... Actually, equally, we should... Act. I hope Jeff important. Jones, who's down there, is asking him about the uh, the win for Parasite. Gotta be a big one. That's where you, that's where you get your reaction right now. You do. And your reaction to uh, Thursday night's happiest hour will be lots of laughs I'll that's what, right it's certainly award-winning mm. <laughs> thanks Travis. you could expect a parasite like chris to be your host this thursday at sophie's happiest hour that's true jack daniels <laughs> jack daniels specials schlafly specials yeah. always a good time it's been packed so get there early guys special start at four 
running out of chairs each week. So uh, if you like standing and What's watching the, comedy. Do we know the lineup yet? We do, and it's going to get announced in about one hour. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be a tease. fun lineup once again. That's right. little tease action for you. Uh, going to see about your boy uh, TM3 jumping on this week, too. So it'll be oh. a good time. Uh, we'll take a quick break. It's Chris Demmon, Travis Terrell, and Chris Gardner. We are live. We'll be right back.